Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers, far and wide, and welcome in to episode number 253 of the Talking the Line podcast on this absolutely gorgeous Monday of bets. Now, if you have uh, checked the board in any capacity here today, you knew... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Words are a little hard for me here on this Monday. If you have checked the board in any capacity today, you know that it is a more limited slate than usual. But hey, not to worry. Plenty of vibes coming, plenty of energy coming, and more rabbit holes than you'll know what to do with. But before we can dive into all of those, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on. If you're watching on YouTube, hey, you might as well hit that notification bell over there as well so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional content dropping here on the channel. Or if you are watching on one of your uh, favorite social media platforms, uh, one of our social media platforms, make sure you like, follow there as well so you never miss any of the additional social media content that gets dropped. Or if you're listening to the show on your favorite podcast directory, make sure you hit that subscribe button there too if you haven't already as the audio does release of every single episode after each live show is complete next item up on the docket hey if you could be so kind you can find it in your heart to do so hey maybe uh hit that other like button leave me a comment leave me a rating jump on over yonder in the live chat if you are watching live it is open the entire show i'll be more than happy to pop your comments up live on screen and answer anything you got any questions anything in between live and prime time and hey maybe while you're at it hit that share button too Send it on over to your mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, friends, enemies, neighbors, people who live on the opposite side of the damn globe as you, but you would refer to as a good old-fashioned ticket cash and degenerate, because that's what I am here at the TTL Pod, and I can't thank you enough when you do all of those things, because it only helps me make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last, certainly not least, head on over down there to this episode's description, where you will locate the Talking the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you will find the TalkingTheLine.com website, all of the uh, TTL Sports Media additional social platforms and all of the additional content outside of this show so you can consume it all in one convenient location, however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people, joining me for episode number 253, I am your humbled, 
honored, hyped, and always handicapping host Colton Captain Colt Soroka. And I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by, hang out, get some picks, get some insights, some analysis, a little bit of laughs, maybe some motivation, uh, but most importantly, dive into more rabbit holes and we will all be able to count in between. Now, your hostess with the mostest is a human being and he's got a fuzz on his eyelash right now. And I'm like looking at the camera, look, hey, it's gone, sick. All right, so... I was like looking at the fuzz, looking at the camera, trying to get it out and blink as much as I could, but it wasn't going anywhere. But hey, good news, it's gone now. So on with the show we go. Uh, ended up being one hell of a weekend of sports, actually. Um, I'm not going to tell you that I'm not depressed. College basketball is coming to an end, and I'm super excited we got the national championship tonight, but I'm also pretty damn depressed that there's no more mid-major action or anything on tap. And, uh, you know, it's kind of uh, going to be bleak for a couple of days here until MLB starts, baby. MLB's back on Thursday. I'll be talking about that in the second half of the show, uh, kind of what to expect. I think I'm going to have two special editions, both tomorrow and Wednesday. I think two Tuesday, we'll do uh, NL Special Edition, National League, and then Wednesday, we'll do American League. And then Thursday, opening day, it'll be back to business as usual, and we'll just be cashing tickets left, right, and center. So we'll talk about that all second half of the show once we dive into that. Um, no bets to recap today. Uh, if you saw it, if you followed my plays yesterday, I think I went three and four on those NBA plays I ended up giving out. NBA has just been too damn fickle. Um, no NBA on, on tap today. We'll talk about that once we get in the first segment of the day. But it has been so fickle. The line movement, I don't know what you can buy, the money, the bets, Blitz. It just does not make any sense to me, guys. And I I don't want to give you losing plays. I don't want to give you guys plays that I am putting out. And I'm like, yeah, that maybe should hit. That's not how I bet. That's not what I want to bet. And I don't want to just get involved in NBA for the sake of getting involved in NBA. So I think I'm going to take the next couple days off, uh, at least from a betting perspective, not not from any anything in between making content or, or diving into any numbers or lines or anything like that. Just kind of reset, reboot, and then uh, dive full bore into MLB. Uh, I, I've been already looking at some props, kind of figuring out where my angles are going to be early on in the season and then kind of going from where stuff shakes out there. Uh, also kind of looking at teams. I don't know if I'm going to dive too deep into any futures. You know me, I'm not the biggest future guy on the market, but uh, I might have a couple for you. So we'll see what all shakes out. Um, I'll talk about all of that in the second half of the show, kind of what to expect. We'll definitely have uh, plenty of time to talk some TTL announcements and everything because I don't envision this first part here being longer than 15 minutes, uh, and then we can kind of have some fun. So please, guys, jump in the live chat. If you are watching on uh, Twitter, if the uh, Bird app is your favorite, I can't see the damn comments on there. I don't know what the fuck's up with per Periscope, what the hell they do that for, but it does not transfer into StreamYard. So I can see it on Facebook or on YouTube. So if you want to pop over and over to either one of those, drop it in the comments. I'll be more than happy to pop it up live on the screen. Uh, like I said, ask me my favorite team. Ask me what I think about the national champion today ask me my damn favorite color for all I care I don't know maybe you can tell it's the my dog on background and everything else up here I have no idea ask me whatever you want I love to connect with you guys live in prime time I'm all about building that TTL community so pop in but for now let's get into the first segment of the day my friends boardwalking with cap and colt that's right baby let me get rid of this so we got plenty more room on the screen and number one Shout out to our good friends over at Wager Talk, Wager Talk TV, wagertalk.com, giving you all your needs, your sports betting needs, and beyond. Uh, plenty of uh, 
of guests on the Wise Words Show are part of the Wager Talk family, and plenty of uh, my close confidants in the uh, sports gambling industry are part of the Wager Talk uh, community. So shout out, uh, shout out Andrew McKinnis, shout out Ronald Kabang, uh, shout out Newbie Talks, shout out uh, Hakeem Money Maker Machine Profit, shout out Kelly in Vegas. Uh, I know I'm missing, but shout out Marco in Vegas. I know I'm missing people. Shout out the whole Wager Talk family. I appreciate the hell out of you guys and allowing me to use your board every single day. So without further ado, let's pop it up and let's get to walking, baby. All right, here we go. You're going to have to strap in, kids. Uh, Let's see. It's going to be but about eight hours and 12 minutes from now. What am I talking about? The Natty Championship. It is now highlighted on your screen. There we go. We got it highlighted now. North Carolina, Kansas, baby. Rotation number 721, 722, 820 p.m. Central Time tip. And I got to be honest with you guys. If this was a regular season, uh, any old day matchup, and we weren't talking about the National Championship, I would not be getting involved. I hate this number. I hate where it's at. It's the same exact thing. Everything inside me wants to take North Carolina, being where it's at. But then the next moment, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, Kansas has absolutely been wrecking teams. They've looked great. I didn't think we were going to see a full 40 minutes of basketball from them over the weekend. And boy, oh boy, did we ever. They wired to wired the Wildcats and Jay Wright. I mean, shout out to Villanova, but damn, did they absolutely cook them. And then you see, okay, you think about that. Well, then you see the line opened at four and a half for crying out loud. And now we're down to a hard four across the market. Now, granted, some spots, I bet online, whatever, it's not completely showing it. Some spots are probably giving the juice, obviously, to that side. But you still never like to see that line moving, especially with what North Carolina has done this entire March Madness tournament. So if I'm leaning anywhere, man, I can't lie to you guys. I really want to take North Carolina in the point. Um, I'm leaning towards the money line as well because you know what why the hell not just put the uh, put the cherry on top of the cake um, I'm gonna blank uh, right now uh, let me because I'm talking about the North Carolina uh, men's head coach uh, if see this is why you guys need to hop in the live chat uh, that it, Hubert Davis I just I want to make I thought it was Hubert Davis I just didn't want to call him by the wrong name uh, yeah so Hubert Davis why not put the fucking cherry on top of the cake uh, he is uh, the fifth coach all time to make it to the national championship in his first season coaching a team. So shout out Hubert Davis. Uh, again, put the cherry on top of the cake. Just give him the damn national championship. Um, I'm surprised Bill Self hasn't choked yet. Uh, I love Bill Self. I love the Hawks. Rock, chalk, Jayhawk. Shout out all my Kansas family as well as my boy Ace. Shout out if you're tuning in today. Um, you know, I, I love him. I, I'm a big fan of him. I always have been. I got family there, like I said, but... It's just very bizarre that uh, a lot of people have been talking about uh, Bill Self choking the whole time and they just keep rolling. And now the narrative's completely different that we're here in the national championship. So little bizarre for me. I would tell you, take the over two. I don't think this is going to be a defensive affair at all. I think this is going to be bananas back and forth, left, right, and center. Um, I know it opened at 153, down to 151 and a half at Circa, 152 across the market in other spots. I don't know. I'm not too worried about that whatsoever. I think I agree with the public here, and I think I would go to the over. But again, you see the splits. You see where it is. It's a standalone game. 
I probably wouldn't get involved in this if this wasn't the national championship, and I still might not. I still might just enjoy it. I still might give you my guys, give you guys my opinions. I just felt like a big dumb doofus on Saturday because I saw this exact line movement and everything told me, okay, yeah, Villanova's going to take care of it against Kansas. It's the exact same doggone thing for crying out loud, and I'm just not trying to get set up again. So I think I'm going to enjoy it, and uh, we'll see what the hell happens. But stay locked into uh, my action at cash underscore with underscore Colt or uh, just stop by talkingtheline.com slash today's dash best dash bets for any uh, additions for me today. So there you go. There's my thoughts on the Natty Championship, my friends. Uh, if you got any questions on it, you're kind of thinking something else, you're thinking something different, you got your eyes on any props, feel free to hop in the live chat. Now, you see right below that, uh, all Major League Baseball. Now, this is obviously still spring training, uh, Monday, Tuesday, and then I think they got the off day on Wednesday, and then Thursday is opening day. Uh, if you are a Cubby or a Sox fan, both Cubs and Sox do open up on uh, on Thursday. But, hey, I don't give a damn about the Sox. It's all about my Cubbies, baby. Uh, we got the Brewers' four-game four stint in the friendly confines to kick things off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then we go on the road, I believe, play uh, Blitzburg, and then uh, – um, Colorado, and then I believe we come back home to play Pittsburgh again for a four-game stand. But I can't wait. I'm looking into it. I had uh, fan graphs up this morning, baseball reference up this morning. I was losing my mind. I can't wait. I am so damn excited. We get the Chicago Cubbies at the Field of Dreams this year, baby. I remember that this morning while I was reading and going in between. I can't wait. And not to my... Not to mind you, is that the right, that's not the right way, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Not to mention, I think that's what I was trying to say. Not to mention, I don't want to say I got dragged through the mud last year, all the entire year through MLB, but there was a stint where I didn't, I don't want to say I didn't know what I was doing, but the books were really, 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 really getting me. And boy, oh boy, do I have a hankering for some rebounding, and I'm coming back with a vengeance. I'm bankrupting every book this MLB season. I got my eyes on props. I got my eyes on first fives. I got my eyes on pitchers. I got my eyes on catchers, everything in between. Just keep tuning in. I promise you, we're going to be cashing MLB tickets all season long. I don't know uh, I don't know where, where we're going, uh, if we... If we'll have a co-host, if uh, we'll join somewhere else. I don't know what will happen, kids, but what I do know is I'm going to show up every single day. I'm going to keep bringing the vibes, and we're just going to keep sending this TTL rocket ship straight to the damn moon. So, there's another rabbit hole for you. Not that I really needed to even say any of that, but... Uh yeah, there you go. Uh, all that being said, my friends, let's keep it moving down. Continue the board walk. Uh, four more games up on tap here because uh, I obviously don't know Jack Squadoodle about China, CBA, Brazil, NBB, or South Korea baseball. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and stay out of all of those, not to uh, stick my foot in my mouth and stick with something I know a little bit about, and that's the NHL. Not a whole bunch, though, so I'm not going to have a whole lot of opinions here. Uh, just got to take a look. Rotation number 19 and 20. Puck drop at 6.05 p.m. Central. Boston Bruins against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, the under seems to be the public favorite right now. You can see the splits on that. Uh, or actually, uh, yeah, the public favorite, whereas the handle is coming in, uh, 74% of the money coming in on that over. So you be the judge if uh, that's severe monetary liability or if that is the sharp side. Uh, Boston Boston, obviously going to uh, be kind of the 50-50 uh, or uh, being the favorite there, uh, but it does look like Columbus is getting 67% of the handle on that money line. Very interesting with them being a plus 200, plus 195 uh, underdog across the market. You can see it there, so maybe worth a potential look. Columbus, uh, even maybe worth a potential look on their plus one and a half. I will go ahead and uh, pull up the old 
FanDuel Sportsbook real quick. Shout out. Uh, just the one that was easiest to my fingertips right there. We're going to the old NHL slate. And yeah, that plus one and a half is at minus 128. Um, that's the spot I like it at. I'd like it a little bit more if it was up around the minus 130 and it started to move up. It looks to me like that was around minus 118, minus 120, and it slowly trickled up. I like it hard in the minus 140. To, hmm, that kind of sounded fucked up. Uh, but pardon me. Don't listen to what the fuck I just said. I like it uh, holding firm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To minus 140 to minus 160. Uh, yeah, there's your laugh. Let me try and uh, back walk out of that fucking sentence. Bowl in a china shop right now. Uh, next game up on tap. You see the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Tampa Bay Bolts. Uh, the Bolts are defending that, uh, national champions. Where, where am I at? Where am I at today, guys? I have no idea. Uh, not on the ice, I'll tell you that. Uh, they're defending Stanley Cup champions. Uh, rotation number 21, 22, puck drop, 6.35 p.m. Central. Uh, obviously, you can see right there, the public is all over Tampa Bay being the short home favorite. Uh, minus 130, minus 125, kind of depends on what you're looking at uh, right now. Um... I think that's the right side. I think that's a spot that you can agree with the public on, but I'm not 100% sold, especially with that monetary liability. It is a 50-50% uh, 50-50 split on the tickets as far as the over-under goes, but the under is getting the action, or the handle, rather. Uh, 64% of money coming in on the under right now, so... I do think these two teams could play a little bit of a defensive affair. Six and a half right now. The under is getting the juice, it looks like, across the market. Minus 115. You have to pay about a dime and a nickel to get involved. So if I'm leaning anywhere out of this matchup, I think you can uh, play a, a safe under six and a half there. So that would be my thoughts out of Toronto and Tampa Bay. Next one up on tap, rotation number 23 and 24. We got the Arizona Coyotes against the St. Louis Blues. Uh, no major splits there. You can see uh, Arizona is getting the tickets on the money line, but St. Louis is getting the money. 74% of the handle is coming in on St. Louis money line. Uh, they're minus 366 favorite, minus 400 favorite, somewhere in there, depending where you're seeing it. So I would tend to say that all that money is probably on parlays or something like that. I don't venture to see many sharps coming out of the woodwork uh, to lay three bills plus almost four bills of juice. Uh, they just simply don't do that. So in that case, um, you know, I might look to the minus one and a half. You got to pay uh, two quarters and a couple of pennies to get involved. Minus 154 on the uh, blues, minus one and a half. I'm not all too intrigued on that. Uh, if I am looking at anything, I do kind of think this game goes over. Um, this is one of those that it's the uh, plus 100 minus 122 split that I talk about. Uh, and I bet you if this thing goes down to uh, six, a hard six, I bet you that uh, the over then would get the juice minus 120 minus 115. So I like actually the over and the Coyotes and the Blues. I think the, uh, the Coyotes can put in at least two or three. And I think the Blues do at least four or five. I think they run it up here today. I think this is an over. No problem. Maybe even we have a 4-3. Maybe it's a 4-3. Arizona does something crazy on this Monday. I have no idea, but if I'm leaning anywhere, rotation number 23-24, I'm going to the over 6.5. Yeah, over 6. See, I already called it. Look, I just said it. If it goes, if it goes down to a solid 6, they're going to be giving it the juice. Minus 125, minus 125, minus 125. Circle Westgate and South Point, my friends. Oh, look at that. Caesars, minus 130. Oh, win bet, minus 120. I called it without even looking at it, my friends. So my eyes just snapped over there. Now I officially see it. FanDuel Sportsbook giving you plus money on that over. Plus 100. Coyotes Blues over 6.5. I think that's worth a hammer today, my friends. So, hey. Wasn't going to have any plays, but look here, I got two that I'm kind of interested in. So there we go. 
Uh, last one up on tap, rotation number 25-26, Calgary Flames and the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, puck drop, 9.35 p.m. Central Time. Calgary is the road favorite in this spot, and uh, they're actually getting the handle. 50-50 split on the tickets, but 73% of money coming in on the Flames' money line. Uh, minus 170 looks like across the market opened up minus 165, so a little bit of a steam move there. Uh, looks like the total is holding at 6, opened at 6, and uh, it's pretty much staying there across the market, under getting the juice pretty much everywhere you look. Uh, looks like Circa's the only one that's giving it both sides EV, minus 110, minus 110. Outside of that, I don't know, Major, really what to tell you here, guys. I, I've really not gotten involved with Calgary, LA. I've been able to fade in a couple spots. I suppose if I'm leaning anywhere, I do like this under since it is getting the juice across the market, but that's just more kind of a lean because of that. I, I You don't see any splits there. There's I really don't have any, any hard analysis behind that, so... I think this one's more of a stay away. Um, the Kings are, 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 yeah, Calgary is a, a plus plus 146 uh, on their minus one and a half. So I don't think that's worth any value whatsoever either. So I think you stay away from those. Uh, if you're going to go anywhere in uh, NHL per me, take the under six and a half in uh, Toronto and Tampa Bay and take the over six and a half in Arizona and St. Louis. Those two bad boys right there. 6.35 p.m. Central Time and 7.05 p.m. Central Time. Puck drop respectively on those two games. Okay, my friends. Well, I said I don't venture this taking more than 15 minutes, and it's literally 20 minutes after the top of the hour, and I said that at 10.05. So how about that for uh, your boy knowing himself and timing? So there you go. Uh, nothing else to talk about on today's slate, so we will come back over yonder. We will go ahead and do one of these numbers, and we will say that does it for the first segment of the day. Boardwalking with Captain Cole. All right, my friends. Now, since there is a limited slate uh, on tap here today, oh, don't do that. Hold on a minute. Uh, okay. Uh, since there is a limited slate on tap, I didn't want to dish out a Monday Madness parlay. Um, it's it's pretty typical, pretty classic that uh, if you don't you don't have a bunch of plays, you're just kind of forcing yourself into stuff, and uh, I wouldn't have felt comfortable uh, giving you anything there. So no Monday Madness parlay. Maybe by the time puck drop, tip off, I, I don't know, maybe I have a little something cooked up. I don't know, but I didn't bring anything to the show just because you know, why not? Let's just talk. Well, we got to get all worried about hammering in some special play that that may or may not hit. So we're going to skip that today. Uh, we're going to skip the money line dice roll of the day as well. Uh, just limited slates. The one game that I did see was that uh, Toronto, the Maple Leafs and the uh, Lightning game. Uh, it was obviously pretty close on the money line, but then the uh, puck line was long odds. And, and then I might end up getting involved and, and I don't want to have the dice a pick and I, I end up getting involved on the other side. And then we got bad juju and then, I, I, and, that, and then me and the dice are kind of got it out for each other on the show. I don't need that. I don't need that. I spun down that rabbit hole this morning. I just said, no, 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 I don't need that. So that does it for the first half of the show. Um, if you like bets, you like gambling, you like all that in between, we'll still be talking about it a little bit, but uh, we're going to be diving into the latest and greatest uh, around the world of sports gambling, uh, sports, everything in between, talk a little crypto corner, uh, get some motivation minutes and uh, see what hell else uh, shakes out. So my friends, that's the first half of the show. Let's dive into the second half of the show here today with the first segment of the second half. Try saying that five times fast. My rants and reactions. That's right, party people. 
We got stuff to talk about. There's a lot of news. There's a lot of stuff. Uh, first things first, shout out to our friends up there in the Great White North, eh? Uh, mobile sports wagering uh, come, becomes live or became live already. It's actually live already in the province of Ontario, Canada. I may or may not be talking with somebody from the Great White North today. Not from Ontario, but who knows? Maybe Wise Words is getting recorded today. Maybe we're talking with somebody from there. Maybe not. I don't know. Who's to say? Maybe you should just hit that subscribe button and notification bell and wait for Wednesday's drop at 12 p.m. Central Time. I have no idea. Maybe uh, if you've never heard of the Wise Words podcast before, check out that playlist on this right here channel that you're watching on YouTube. Or if you're not watching on YouTube, head over to YouTube, check out the channel playlist. You can find all the podcast directories. And you can check out some sick old episodes with some of your favorite personalities from across the uh, sports gambling uh, landscape and beyond. Uh, I've had an absolute blast doing it, and uh, I think you guys will get some good value out of there. So if you haven't heard of that before, uh, you don't just like looking at my pretty face in the morning. I got some calls. Got some stuff going on over there. Check out Wise Words Pod as well. But that's getting recorded today with somebody from the Great White North. So I wanted to shout out Ontario. Mobile sports wagering has become live. Um, last night. If you uh, if you missed it, boy oh boy, did you miss it! If you did not tune into WrestleMania 38, my friends, holy cannoli! It was absolute electricity from start to finish. Uh, I I tuned in right around uh, the time Bobby Lashley uh, was taken on almost. That was absolutely ridiculous. Bobby Lashley winning that. That was amazing. Uh, and then you had the women's tag team match. That was insane. Uh, Edge versus AJ Styles. Holy shit. Blast from the past, dude. So sick. Uh, was loving all of that. And then uh, then you had abs- what, what was just the most... Yeah. I knew it was going to be more than what everybody else's has been, and I guess I shouldn't put this by McAfee, but I did not think it was going to be that fucking electric. I mean, I guess I guess now that that comes out of my mouth, I should have expected that, but shout out Pat McAfee, man. I mean, he outdoes himself every single time, and why people resonate with him is because he's just a real humming being. He's just a real human being that just shows up and has fun, and man, oh man, did it look like he was having a blast in a fucking half last night. Wrestled at WrestleMania. He wrestles, um, uh, did that, 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 uh, a, uh, 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 I, I got Austin, uh, no, no, it's not, I'm on, I'm freaking on AJ Styles now. Austin Theory, bang, there we go. Ha ha, ha ha. Uh, wrestles Austin Theory, whoops the absolute dog shit out of Austin Theory. He has the time to throw on the old headset and say, Pat McAfee reporting live, whooping the dog shit out of Austin Theory. Takes it off, gets out of there, absolute electric factory. Then, after he pins bad boy, Gets the job done. You know, everybody knows Austin Theory is Mr. McMahon's boy. The, the next face of the WWE. And, and here's a commentator just whooping his ass and, and just won a match against him. Well, they start jawing back and forth, McAfee and McMahon. And then all of a sudden, McMahon's got his suit off and he's in the suit. He's in the ring and all of a sudden, ding, ding. We got a match between McAfee and McMahon. I lost my absolute mind. Couldn't believe it. Uh, McMahon wins uh, because Austin Theory did a little horse shit. Hey, is what it is. No big deal. McMahon wins. But then all of a sudden, the legendary broken glass 
hits the PA system and coming running down the ramp is Stone Cold Steve Austin 316 baby to come saving the day for McAfee he whoops the shit out of oh well gets Austin Theory out of there sets this whole thing up with McMahon McMahon uh, is like hey 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 let's relax let's take a cheers whatever so he gets his beers they take a cheer oh oh no you thought that's what how it was gonna end Stone Cold kick to the gut Stone Cold stunner baby puts McMahon out like a light absolutely beautiful McAfee says oh my gosh Stone Cold saved my life you gotta be kidding me they start bashing beers bashing beers clanging them back and forth they're throwing it down the hatch then all of a sudden you see Stone Cold and McAfee in the middle of the in the middle of the uh the squared circle the boxing ring through the wrestling ring whatever you want to call it hey one final cheers Good time. One time for the one time. Let's do the cheers. Let's get on up and get on out. They do the cheers. McAfee sipping. Boom! Stone Cold Stunner to McAfee. He's out. He's gone. It's over with. Stomping around the ring. Go Stone Cold. It was absolute electricity. Stone Cold grabs two more beers, does the classic, and he is out. I mean, it was fucking electricity. And in the meantime, you've seen the meme. Pat's down there drinking on the on the floor like half knocked out. I mean, it was electricity. And then they wrapped up the night with the beast Brock Lesnar going up against the tribal chief Roman Reigns. Oh my gosh, Roman Reigns, five back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back suplexes, and he's still belly-to-belly suplexes, mind you, from Brock Lesnar, and he still pulls that off? Are you kidding me? Tribal chief. We are not worthy. We acknowledge you, Tribal Chief. Whew. I'm telling you, you didn't tune into WrestleMania last night. Oh, you missed it. Oh, how can I forget Sami Zayn against Johnny Knoxville? We had the most electric. That was the most electric one out of them all. The Johnny Knoxville, Johnny Knoxville, all the jackass guys end up coming out. Chris Pontius does his party boy shit. You got Wee Man beating the shit out of Sami Zayn. They got a huge mousetrap. I mean, oh my gosh. It was absolute electricity from start to finish. I'm so glad I decided to tune in. Uh, if you did not, you missed it. You got to go and check some of the clips out. Go check it out on WWE or some of the ones that I posted throughout the night because, man, oh man, was it a blast and a half. It was absolute electricity. So, just want to give my thoughts on uh, WrestleMania because, doggone, was it awesome. Uh, speaking of electricity and awesome was this weekend's Final Four. Um, Would have liked the uh, Kansas-Villanova game to be... A little bit tighter. I had anticipated it being a little bit tighter. Um, just uh, the storyline, the books were telling me all day long. Uh, went on, shout out Mark Drumheller and uh, Ann Shore. Uh, went on the uh, the betting for breakfast presented by the Sharp app. Went on there on Saturday. Uh, was talking about it. I was feeling so confident. We were on the contrarian side. We were all lining up. Everything just felt right. And man, oh man, Kansas wire to wire those boys. And I don't know. I don't know if you can all the way chalk it up to Justin Moore, just really if it is just Kansas is a powerhouse like that. And if they do that to North Carolina tonight, then I think it's just Kansas. I think Kansas is solidified themselves as, as a dominant powerhouse for the next few years, at least for the next three, because if Akbaji stays for all three, gets a sick NIL deal, I would imagine he would stay for all, all four years and not go to the NBA. So that just means they're going to get better and better and better and better and better. So... I don't know, man, uh, and, and, and Manette's Wimp Woman, uh, <laughs> if there are any of you tuning in. Um, absolute, uh, absolute electric game between UNC and Duke, though. Uh, that was back and forth the whole way. It just really felt that UNC had control of it the whole time, though, didn't it? It, it just, 
I, I had Duke minus the four. I took him. It felt right. It felt like the good side. Sportsbooks all over the place were tweeting about UNC, this, that, and the third. I, I, I truly believe UNC was supposed to win, lose that game. I, I, I truly, everything that I saw on the lines, everything that I was talking about with ec- other experts who, who have been in this industry much longer than I, my friends, and they were agreeing with my opinions, even saying, wow. I didn't see that psychology. Holy shit, you're right. I just looked up this sports book and they're tweeting about, uh, they put out three uh, North Carolina emojis. I I know it's, the books were literally telling you to take North Carolina, begging you to take North Carolina. And I just, I don't know if that was to now set, ooh, huh, maybe, maybe that was to set you up today. The books were literally begging you to take North Carolina on Saturday and they were never in danger of not at least covering, and then they went it outright convincingly. They did to Duke what Duke should have done in the final minute and a half, two minutes, whatever the case might be. So maybe, especially with the line movement down from the four and a half to losing the hook at a firm four today, maybe, maybe, then again, who am I? What the hell do I know? Everybody, uh, that was a setup and a half. Everybody back in North Carolina on Saturday, um, this is going to turn into the sun, uh, um, a uh, setup and a half here on Monday because it's the exact same number and it's the exact same line movement that North Carolina saw on Saturday. Um, maybe North Carolina lost their pizzazz. They knocked off Coach K. They sent him into retirement. That's it. And now it's just like, oh, well, it's Bill Self in Kansas, and Kansas is looking at North Carolina like, fuck these Cinderella boys. We're going to murder them tonight. And... I kind of don't doubt it. I think Kansas might win by 7, 8, 9. It might be a tight game, and then they pull away again. Or they could just straight wire-to-wire UNC. I mean, how hurt is Baycott? I don't know. I mean, he didn't look great. He obviously came in and finished the game, but it didn't look great on that ankle. And, I mean, you'd rather it be like a, 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 a nothing, really. You'd rather it be nothing, but you'd rather it be something that a, a big man doesn't depend on, his fucking pivot feet. Like, you'd really hope it wasn't that, but... I don't know. So I kind of think just with the narrative and what the books were telling me on Saturday and Duke losing that game, I'm really, really, and I had not premeditated this. I had not thought about this at all before the show. It just really came to my mind that, man, maybe that was a premeditation for Monday. If you've ever seen the movie uh, Focus, Never lose focus or don't lose focus. Is focus uh, with Will Smith and um, uh, oh oh come on come on come on Margot Robbie. Uh, uh, <laughs> shout out Margot. You know everybody loves Margot. Um, that uh, that movie. There's a scene in it um, uh, where they're like they're priming. They talk about priming this guy. So like they're doing this this betting thing, right? And like they the numbers like 47 or like four. I don't know what the fucking number is. I can't remember what the number is. But they, uh, they, they like put this number everywhere in his hotel room, like, like his, his, uh, his sheets, like have 47 oddly in them. And like the chandelier in the, in the lobby of the hotel he's staying in has like 47 and like, uh, they just like bombard 47 at him without like realizing it. So then when they make this bet at the football stadium, like they've been priming him the whole time. And then one of their buddies is in the number 47. So he sees 47 and they already know that, like they put him in that, he sees that bang, I got it. And he says it and they win. 
Why did I say that? I think that's the whole psychology that the books are having here today. I know that was a roundabout way to kind of get to that, but I think that's kind of the psychology. I think they primed the whole public up on Saturday to, yo, this is the team that's going to win the national championship. And I think we're going to come in here Monday and it's going to be Bill Self and Rock Chalk Jayhawk. We'll see what happens. Speaking of that, we'll see what happens. Tiger Woods spotted at Augusta National, reported to be a game-time decision here come Thursday. Yes, that's right, the Masters tees off this Thursday, uh, live from Augusta National. Oh, Georgia, sweet Georgia, on my mind. Can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm ready to uh, dish out a few few plays. Maybe we'll have something um, Wednesday, too, uh, since we'll kind of do that AL special. Um, Yeah. Maybe executive decision. Maybe I have something on Wednesday for the Masters. Who knows? Stay tuned. We'll talk about it. But Tiger Woods could be playing in the Masters. And anytime Tiger Woods is playing in the Masters, especially after what all happened and what he's rebounding from and how he's he's doing this, like, he's worth a sprinkle to win the Sun Beach. Let me tell you that because he's going for another record. He's not just coming out here to play funny, funny, ha-ha. He's coming out here to play the Masters. Like, he wouldn't show up at the Masters. Like, he hasn't played in any of these previous tournaments because he wanted to be 150% ready for the Masters. So I don't think it's bullshit. I don't think him just showing up there is nothing. I don't think Tiger would have even showed up if he's not anticipating. I think he's just going to keep it under wraps until Wednesday night sometime. Who knows? Maybe even Thursday morning. Oh, Tiger Woods tea time is set. It's all good to go. Maybe they're going to pencil him in and he can be a he can be a scratch at some point. But I don't think they're going to scratch him. I think Tiger Woods is uh, here to stay. And, and I think y'all, uh, y'all should get ready for maybe a potential play or two on him. So... There you go. There you have that. Um, shout out to Tiger Woods. Hopefully uh, we get to see him back live in primetime because since that action, uh, accident, we haven't seen him since then. So shout out Tiger. Um, on Thursday as well, we got MLB opening day. Uh, kind of want to talk to you guys about that. I guess a good time now. Um, so I guess tomorrow... Might as well just do an NL special edition. Um, if I got any picks or anything like that, I'll just dish them out in the afternoon or before tip-off or puck drop, whatever. Um, excuse me. Um, so we'll do that. And then I guess AL on, on Wednesday. So we can just go NLAL. I guess I'll, we'll just kind of go like divisions, just kind of talk about. Maybe we'll look at some rosters. Maybe we'll look at some guys and be like, oh, look at some rotations. Like maybe we'll just kind of like Ixlay all, all the rants reactions, all the other stuff. We'll just do some special editions. Like we haven't done special editions for a while. It's been since the NFL and, and maybe we just, we just take the whole time, just talk about MLB. So I think that's what we'll do uh, tomorrow and Wednesday. We'll do NL and AL special editions. And then Thursday we'll get right into the MLB. That way we'll kind of like, we'll be ready together, right? Like, Hey, we, we can kind of, you guys can hop in the comments. You can ask me, what have you been thinking about this? What do you think about this rotation? How about this X, Y, Z, yada, yada, yada. And, we just go from there. So uh, look forward to that uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, and then Thursday. And then look forward to just straight MLB ticket cashing for the foreseeable future, my friends. I can't wait. Uh, I have learned such an immense amount over the last year uh, since I was last able to handicap MLB. So I can't wait to see the damage I can do. Uh, shout out Yanni the Greek. That just came to my head. Do damage, baby. Yeah, I can't wait to see the damage I'm about to do this year. So keep tuning in. Uh, also quick reminder on that be careful of all the uh pros coming out of the woodworks here um i have seen like i guess it's just uh, it's a thing like if you're in the industry for long enough you just see it but there's just this 
when a new season starts, there's this rotation and cycle of new handicappers and professional sports pick pages and yada, 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 yada. And I've seen about 15 of them already this morning. I got my 50-unit Mega Max Whale Play 5000 Bookie Busters Whipper Dipper 3000. Please don't buy those. Please don't waste your money on those. Please just, just like, maybe trust the people that have been on the same screen and the same program and the same social media channels for the last year. The the same people that have not left whatsoever. The same people that have continued to give you insights and analysis and edutained you for the last year. Please, just because somebody tantalizes you with a super duper mega max whale bookie bankruptor 5000, please, 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 just think about what you're doing. Or not. Who am I? I can't tell you what to do. Uh, UFC coming up this weekend. Uh, I'm going to be talking about it with our uh, guest for Wise Words this week as well. Uh, I will have the um, the uh, UFC blog back out this Saturday, so uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, might look a little different. I don't know. I'm kind of doing some changes, making some different things on that. So uh, stay tuned for that. Let you know what all goes down with the UFC blog, but that will be dropping uh, probably Friday night, as always, for subscribers and Saturday morning for the general public. Uh, and then outside of that, uh, I wanted to give you guys just a quick TTL March Madness update since we already are in that time of the year. Uh, we sleep in May, but hey, here you go. Let's see. Um, it looks like, oh boy, my friends, um, Grammy P, straight pushing P, shout out, was in first place for a while. Then them old uh, Arizona Wildcats got bounced, uh, caught her off guard there. Now we got uh, a little bit of a switch up in the one, two, three. She is in fifth now, uh, followed by Mama Bear. Shout out. Uh, then one, two, three, four is uh, number one is Aaron Ewart. Shout out, Miss Ewart. Haven't uh, talked to you for a while. Number two is Grant Magnuson. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, don't know if jeez, oh, that's gonna be a uh, that's gonna be a close finish. I think it's gonna be Aaron. Uh, Joe, yeah, Joe won't be able to make a move. I don't think that. So yeah, the tiebreaker literally will be the correct score. Uh, so 72, 67 and 68, 63 is what we're banking on tonight. Um, if Kansas wins, uh, then it's going to be kind of a neck and neck. See how the points shake out. If Kansas loses, then Aaron Ewart becomes the champion of the TTL March Madness tournament challenge this year. So, uh, stay tuned, stay locked in. We'll let you know how that's all shaken out. Um, but for now, that's your update on the TTL March Madness tournament. Um, yeah, after, after it all shakes out tonight, we will, uh, we, uh, I will go ahead and, um, send the, send the winnings over to whoever wins and then, uh, we'll make the donation as well, um, to my block, my hood, my city. So, uh, stay tuned for that. Be sure to, uh, to, uh, lock into the talking line, Twitter at talking line. Just had some pop into my head. Hold on one second. I'll write myself a note. Uh, hey, hey, hey. Okie dokie, so I can remember that later. All right, good deal. Now, uh, outside of that, uh, I don't have anything else late-breaking ransom reactions. I'm going to see if there's any uh, late-breaking news, anything you guys need to know about, uh, or any boosts or anything might be out there that we got to talk about. Um, nothing I'm seeing major right now. Kind of a slow sports day, uh, kind of a relaxing sports day, which is never bad. Um, good to kind of get the uh, body reset. Yeah, there hasn't been 
There hasn't been really anything since I popped on live on the show here. Um, just a few few little things, but uh, just kind of like people giving opinions on Kansas and, and, and uh, I don't know, a Caleb Love uh, thing here. Uh, uh, Panthers signed former Cowboys and Ravens uh, Chris Westry. Um, yeah, sure, sounds good. Uh, uh, 6'4", 199, ran a 4.31 40 time with 38-inch vertical. Uh, two starts in six games for Baltimore Baltimore last year. Uh, oh, he's a defensive back. Thank you, uh, at Ravens in six uh, for the answer there in the comments because I had no idea what position he played. So defensive back. Um, other than that, other major, I'd just be pulling trying to find stuff to talk about. So there you go. There you have it. All of my ransom reactions. Okay, two more, uh, two more segments here, and uh, we'll get wrapped up probably here uh, right about eleven o'clock. So my friends, first segment of or second segment of the second half rather, uh, it is my crypto corner. Okay, if you tuned into Friday's show, um, told you all about um, uh, buying an NFT, um, download everything from downloading MetaMask, purchasing Ethereum, transferring it into your MetaMask wallet, either minting or buying on the secondary market. We broke everything down. So if you want to know, you're trying to buy an NFT and you're saying, now what? I don't know. I'm interested, but I don't know where to go. Stop by episode number 252, the crypto corner there. Uh, it's all chaptered out, so you can just skip right ahead to it um, and check all that out. Now, I told you on Friday that I was going to have uh, a little bit of a lesson on finding a quality project or searching for a quality project on top of that. So once you want to mint, once you once you want to buy an NFT, you actually got to find a quality project. You actually got to find one that's worth investing in, right? And I broke this down into five main parts. Yeah, five main parts that uh, I really, really look at. And obviously, I kind of wrote them down. Like, obviously, I, I, I already practice this, but I, I wrote them down just to kind of keep my myself on track because I can go down rabbit holes when it comes to this shit. So five parts that, I, uh, that I'll touch on just briefly all in general. Number one is the art. I'm not going to go into why yet, but that's number one. Number two is the roadmap. Number three I uh, put down was the team uh, that I look at. Number four is the community. And then number five I look at is the price. So number one, the art. Um, don't just buy it to buy it, my friends. I see so many people like they hear uh, their friends bought this NFT or that. Like, don't just buy it to buy it. Like, you're going to hear if you do get in the NFT space, like people ape into projects. And that's just like uh, buying the board ape, not having any idea, like not doing the research, like just aped in. We just got into it. We didn't care. We didn't know. We just wanted to get into it. Now, that's fine with a lot of instances. That's okay. No big deal. No harm, no foul. If you have the liquidity to do that, sure, fine. No big deal. But if it's not something that you resonate with, then you're just going to have this shitty art that you don't even enjoy in your wallet. And then if you don't resonate with the art and then the community or the project's not doing anything, then you're just going to be pissed off that you have this thing in your open sea. And people talk about this all the time. Like, oh, I can vote this project. You suck. Blah, blah, blah. Well, then maybe just don't mint to mint just because like, like you don't like the art. You don't like it. You thought that they were going to have something cool and then they didn't. They were just blowing smoke up your ass. So resonate with the art. Like, I shit you not, you guys. There is not a night that I don't finish my night in my OpenSea app staring at art. That is how I close my night. I love art. That is one of the reasons why I got involved in the NFT space. This digital art blows my mind. I find Easter eggs every single night. I find a different angle to look at one of my JPEGs. I, I absolutely love it. That is one of the key reasons why I got involved in the NFT space is I love art. And man, I'm telling you... Love the art first. Resonate with it first. See, if you see a piece and you say, whoa, I got to know what that guy's thinking who made that. Check it out. 
that's number one. Number one, the art should resonate with you, but it should not, it should not be end all be all because once you see that art that catches your eye, number two should be the roadmap. And what is a roadmap? Obviously, roadmap, if you've been through grade school, you know what a roadmap is, but it's basically, where is this project going? Do they have a clear, defined, set path of what they plan on this project being? Is it in phases? Is it not in phases? Are they going to, do they have literally like once X amount is sold, this is what we're doing. Once sellout, this is what we're doing. Uh, 30 days after sellout, this is what we do. It should literally be that detailed. Like it shouldn't just be, oh, we're selling this, then we're selling this, then we'll donate back. Like it should not be just five words. Like the more words, the better, because what that tells me is they wanted to take the time to say, yo, we care about this enough and we're building some stuff so big here that we think we need to detail all of this out for you and let you know that, yo, we really have shit coming. So that should be big. It, there should be a lot of detail. It should really, really grab you from the jump. That roadmap should not just be like five words and, a, and not even really know what the hell is going on by the time you read it. So that's number one. Also in the roadmap, I like to look for charities. I like to be involved with a project that gives back. Uh, for instance, my Ether Bruce, uh, we've donated $10,000 to Five Gyres. We're also involved at The Last Door, about to make another donation. Uh, Canada's, uh, I think it's Vancouver's uh, largest recovery and rehabilitation facility. Uh, so we're involved with that. Two things that are very, very important to my heart and my life, cleaning up the oceans and uh, recovery and sobriety. Very, very important to me, if you know me personally. Um, the typical tigers, saving the tigers, endangered species. I've always loved the tigers. My grandpa loved tigers. He did puzzles of them all the time. So I thought, why not? Might hey, shout out, wearing his wearing his flannel today. How about that? So I just it, there's charities that resonate with me. It should be making a real world impact. You you should buy this NFT and you should be proud that you put your money towards something to impact the lives of another human being or another species. That's what I look for. I look for a charity that when I buy this project and my money goes into that community wallet. I know that is going to go to a good cause. Now, that's one thing. There's two more things to make it three that I want to talk about, and that's the Web3 utility and the IRL utility. Now, Web3 obviously is cool, right? Uh, everybody wants to talk about metaverse and Decentraland and, oh, we're doing breeding and we're doing this coin and tokenomics. And you can, everybody wants to talk about that right now. Everybody wants to talk about that right now. But I firmly believe if you are an NFT project, if you want to survive this winter that we're currently in, that I think is only going to get colder and I think this bubble's only going to get bigger and it's eventually going to... Just like the dot-com bubble did, I firmly believe it. And if you do not have an IRL in real life business aspect, business utility that you can look at your NFT project and say, yes, this is what we're doing. Ether Brews, we're partnering with real life breweries and real life companies to offer real life IRL business value to our holders. That is the key thing. Speaking of, this episode of Colts Crypto Corner is brought to you by Ether Brews. Mint yourself a brew today for 0.05 Ethereum. Mint is still open, just about 60% through right over on at Ether Brews, E-T-H-R-B-R-E-W-S.com. If you would feel safer, follow them at ETH underscore R underscore Brews on Twitter, and you can follow the links from there. Now, back to what I was saying. They have to have the IRL utility, my friends. They have to have it because what's going to happen is next year, all these major players in the game, 
in, in the web two, the real world, Nike, uh, McDonald's, uh, Abercrombie and Fitch. I don't know. I'm just pulling shit out of my ass here. They're going to get involved in web three. They already are. H HSBC, the bank, spent 20 million, 30 million, I think it was, on metaverse property in the sandbox. So you can't tell me that they're not going to be getting involved. Now, they're not involved at the level that uh, any of these projects are right now, but I promise you they will be. So there should be some IRL, and you'll hear that too, IRL, in real life is all that means. IRL, utility behind this project. And then last but not least is this is kind of personal for me, but what I found is these people are pretty fucking badass and I connect with them on a on a much personal level than I ever would with anybody and and that is looking for highbrow hidden things. If you're just researching and you see the roadmap and like maybe they have like some question marks or like they ask a question within it and makes you think and pause or maybe look here and then makes you go to a different site, part of the website to do more research and then you still don't really know, but it, it really intrigues you. Or maybe the art has a VR capability where you can go inside and see the brain of an etherbrew. Those highbrow little things, those are the people that get it in this space. Those are the people that understand what we're here for, not just flip and dip and pump and dump. That's not what we're here for. And the people that have those little Easter eggs, those little highbrow things that make you stop and say, mm, what is that? What, what does that mean? Those are the projects that I tend to uh, like getting involved with. So maybe take a look there. Number three, the team. Uh, you gotta, you gotta make sure the team's the real deal, Holyfield. If you go on the website and they have no mention of a team, like, don't get involved. <laughs> don't get involved. Um, if you see a team and they don't have multiple social media channels, like you can't go to their Twitter, you can't go to their Instagram, they don't have like an additional website or a portfolio, or if they're an artist, they got additional, like artists in this space, they have additional portfolios, they've done other work, they don't just pop up the fuck out of nowhere and start doing digital art, like, that's just not how this works, point blank period, so, are they doxxed, that is the big, big the buzzword in the industry are like literally do they show their face i'm doxxed i show my face all the time but i'm very 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 active in the nft in the web3 space so are they doxxed are, they don't have to show their face but do they show up on twitter spaces a lot are they active on twitter can you reach out to them and and, and can you get a response from them can you ask them a question and find more about the project because I can say yes, 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 and resounding yes to all of those, to all the projects that I'm involved in, point blank period, and I simply won't uh, accept any less than a solid quality team, because everything else can be going bananas, but if you've got a quality team, then you can get that boat sh uh, steered right back in the right direction. So that's number three. Number four is the community. It is extremely, extremely, extremely important to me. Are people talking about the project? Whether that's in a good light or a bad light, because I don't think any any publicity is bad publicity. I mean, unless they're just like straight dogging it and this they're, they're, it's a rug pull and blah, 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 blah. Whatever. People are going to talk shit regardless. People are fucking haters. Fuck them. Um, but are people talking about it? Are, is, it is it buzzing? Are people kind of feeling it? And then, then I'll kind of check out like, like are, are, is there a strong community talking about it on the social media channels? Like, are they... They're going back and forth, posting pictures, and, and, and you see the brew crew all the time. We're always hyping it. We're always vibing. We're always having a great time with each other. So that's one thing. The other thing is Discord is big in these spaces because that's where the announcements are. That's where you find out. You want to have a Discord app. You want to be able to get into the Discord and get involved in the community. And that's one of the first things I do. I hop in the Discord, and I just say, yo, what up, GM? How's it going? And depending on the first five responses I get, 
I'll either leave that server entirely or stay and think about it. Like, period. If, if I ask a question, a basic question about the project, and 15 people don't come out of the fucking woodworks trying to give me an answer, and, yo, welcome in, how's it going, yada, yada. I don't want to fucking... I don't want to be involved with that project because what it is is just a bunch of flippers and bumpers and dumpers that want to be in the latest and greatest and know about everything. Um, but as soon as you ask a question, then they slam you, slam you through the floor like you're stupid or, or, or anything like that. So don't get involved with those because I've, I've been around through, through a few uh, of those before. And I just said, oh, for sure, know what this is all about. Peace and love. Catch you all later. Fuck that. Um, so definitely, if you hop in the Discord, you hop in the Twitter, are people receptive to you? People are like, yo, welcome to the community. Oh, you don't hold? That's okay. Hey, mint one sometime soon. Get one off the floor. Welcome into the spot. Like, I guarantee you, that's what you find from the booze. That's what you find from the tigers. That's what you find, uh, from the canoids. Hey, hey, shout out the canoids. Minted myself, uh, a couple canoids this weekend. Shout out. They were super, super duper cheap. Very, very affordable to get involved with. Awesome team, awesome art. Shade is a money man, 22 years old, absolutely creating killer art. Um, they uh, help uh, 10% of everything goes back, donation uh, to dog shelters. Uh, they're uh, starting to roll everything out in the Discord and stuff along that. So there's the charity aspect of it. I mean, it's checking a lot of boxes for me. And I was like, well, shit, I might as well just get involved. Um, so that's the latest and greatest. Um, but last one uh, before we wrap up Crypto Corner is the price, my friends. And, you know, I don't know necessarily that there's a bad price, but I don't, I wouldn't tell you that I would mint anything over 0.07 and honestly 0.05 is better because you're going to have regardless of like people, people, if you see like a 0.07, 0.08, 0.12 for fuck's sakes, like I've seen a couple of those recently. People are going to dump those on the floor for 0.04 and fuck your whole floor and, and make your project just look shit. And like, I don't know. I think it should be definitely priced well enough to where the project's going to be able to succeed. The project's going to be, the team's going to be able to flourish. Um, they're going to be able to pump stuff back into the company. And 0.05 gets that done just fine. I promise you, gets it done just fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, and even like some of these projects, 0.01 right now, like there's a flash sale for Knoids, 0.01 right now, like that's $35. Like that's. That's fucking insane. And then you're paying gas, like like gas. They have a e, e, uh, ECR 721A contract, which is the the gas affordable contract. And I think when f gas was at 40 guay this weekend when I minted one, and it only cost me like 18 bucks in gas. Like it was nothing. It was nothing. And we're used to paying like 70, 80, 90. That that new 721A. That's the Azuki contract. That bad boy. Whoo. But I won't. Uh, I won't go down that rabbit hole. But what I will is is and again those 0.01s that doesn't mean that they don't present value either that just means maybe the project realized that yo we can sell it for this and like still do a shitload and like slowly roll this project out because we see the future we're not trying to pump and dump and sell this tomorrow we want to grow this community and i would rather have a page that has grown organically and made this community stronger than just a bunch of fuck sticks following some some uh influencer somewhere that told them to mint this bullshit project uh, period that's what I would think. And if they're telling you to mint a bullshit project at point one two, think about it. Just just think about it. Think about all what's going on. Because uh, I'm not going to say I may or may not have been involved in there before. But I, either way, it's all good. Never made that mistake again. Just one, just a one one old time. However, uh, is what it is. Because, yeah, that might that very well could happen. People will drop stuff on the floor low. So look around a point oh five to a point oh seven. Um, but, again, in conjunction with all those other four things I mentioned, uh, the five things, again, uh, if you didn't listen, go back, check it all out. Art, roadmap, team, community, 
and price. Those are my five biggest things when you are looking for an NFT project. And then I obviously went down some uh, rabbit holes there to give you some things uh, to additionally go on top of. So we will uh, we'll actually talk about the K-Noids tomorrow. I'm probably going to shout out the K-Noids, uh, show you some of that artwork. Uh, I'll show off my two new puppies, Woof Woof, uh, tomorrow on the Crypto Corner. So stay tuned for that. And then... Maybe it might be some other stuff. I don't know. But uh, once again, this episode of the Crypto Corner is brought to you by EtherBrews.com. Follow them at ETH underscore R underscore Brews on Twitter. Follow the links over at EtherBrews.com, E-T-H-R-B-R-E-W-S.com, and mint yourself a brew. You'll see Phase 2 Mint open right up at the top. Connect and join the brew crew. That's right, baby. You heard it here first, EtherBrews.com. Okay, that officially does it for my Crypto Corner. Final segment of the day, my friends, and we will get on up and get on out. It's time for my Motivation Minutes of the day. Short and sweet for you here today, my friends. Um, wanted to share a quote with you. I actually tweeted this out uh, last week, and I wanted to give some perspective on it. I just hadn't had uh, an opportunity to do so. So, excuse me. Uh, wanted to... Uh, I wanted to tell you the quote again, um, kind of give some perspective about it, and then uh, just, just a couple other key things I was thinking, and we'll get the hell on out of here. So first things first, my friends, the quote of the day is, the man who loves walking will walk farther than the man who loves the destination. The man who loves walking will work, walk further than the man who loves the destination. And that's not my quote. I heard that from somebody else, and I'm sure they heard that from somebody else because I was watching a podcast when I heard it. And it just resonated so much with me because it's what I talk about all the damn time. In that instance, when they're saying, the man who loves walking, the man who enjoys this current gift that I always talk about, the present moment. That's why it's called the present, because it's a gift. The man who enjoys the gift of this breath right here, right now, is going to walk a lot fucking further than somebody who's worried about the destination, than somebody who's worried about chasing the bag, than somebody who's worried only about money. Because I want to get it clear to you, in case you didn't hear me on Friday, Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday, or Monday of last week. If money is the only thing you're focused on or the people around you are focused on, Get the fuck from around them because I can promise you things are going to go south sooner than later. They are a liability, not an asset, my friends. So I don't know where that came from, but it's something that you need to think about. If you are surrounding yourself with people who are worried about the destination, people who are worried about what they look like, people who are worried about the Lambo, the Ferrari, people who are worried about, oh, I got seven zeros in my fucking bank account, but I'm miserable as shit at the end of the day. If that is who you are surrounded with, I suggest you take time to take a step back and maybe two, three steps back. Maybe stop going to VIP bottle service if you're miserable in your day-to-day -day life. Maybe you don't have to go out and flaunt it like you don't got it every damn Saturday if you're dragging your damn knuckles and you wake up with a fucking pit in your stomach Monday through Friday. Because really, what are you doing? You're just pushing that down. You're pushing that farther, and you're never growing as a human being. You're staying in the consistent 
persistent bullshit rut that so many people stay in. The day-to-day -day rat race because they're only concerned with the fucking destination. And guess what? When you're only concerned about the destination, you're just going to keep going around that fucking wheel. And it's never going to be good enough. It's never going to be satisfying enough. It's never going to be your best life. And guess what? I talk about that in some other perspectives, though, on the other side. When you start enjoying the walk, the day-to-day -day journey, the process over the product, right? When you start to enjoy that, then it really isn't enough. You want to become a better version of yourself every single day. You look in the past at who you were and said, how in the hell did I even survive this life as that person? And it's okay to look back at that person because then you realize where you are and then you even take more stock of where you want to be. Because if you worry about who you are, where you were, where you're at, where you're going, I can promise you that you want to beat yourself every day. Nobody else will fucking matter. None of those fucking Lambos will matter. None of the fucking peers in your industry will matter. None of the haters will matter. It's just the person looking you in the mirror every single day. That's what's going to matter. Because I'm speaking from experience. I have tapped into this all I want to do is beat myself every day. I want to be a better version of myself than I was yesterday, not try and compare myself to some who else somebody else is today. I don't care about them because their thoughts aren't my thoughts. Their heart's not my thought or heart. My their soul is not my soul, right? So why would I try and worry about that person? Why would I try and make that person do what I want to do or make that person think the way I want to think? Forget it. Stop worrying about it. Stop wasting your life on those people because guess what? The sooner that you just start worrying about yourself, everything starts working out. You get the inside right and the outside follows along. And is it easy? Fuck no. I'd be lying to you straight through my doggone teeth if I told you this, this whole being in the present moment, staying conscious, uh, enjoying the walk, enjoying the process over the prod product. No, it ain't easy. No. And Sorry if I do make it easy, make it look easy from time to time. I hope I don't because it ain't. It takes a lot of work. I'm a human being. I'm going to sit here. I'm never going to tell you. I am never going to be the pot calling the kettle black because I still make mistakes. I still make fuck ups. I still hit bumps in the road that sometimes I don't know how to, to, how to handle. But I'll tell you what, it doesn't matter how many times you fall down. It just matters if you can dust yourself off, rip one on the chin and take it again. That's all that matters, baby. And what I'll tell you, shout out my man, Duncan Rogoff. There's three things that I want you to focus on here today. If you are in this hallway right now and you're hearing my voice, you're hearing these words, you're saying, son of a bitch, Colt's on one today. I'm listening to him, but I don't know how to keep pushing. I'm ready to give up. Practice these three things. Be persistent, be consistent, and just have a little patience. And I promise you, everything you hold in your heart, every future gift that you want will come into your life. Just stay here. Stay here and realize that all of those things are coming. And maybe at the same time, here's three more things you can also practice. Have a little delusion that you're the best motherfucker out there that's already doing it. You're a millionaire. They just ain't paid you yet. Stay humble. But have that delusion because you got to believe in yourself. Tiger Woods, when asked Tiger Woods or Jack Nicholas, he said, Tiger Woods, you better believe me. I got to believe in myself. I'm going to be that guy. You're damn right. You should have that delusion, period. 
That persistence, huge, 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 huge. You have to persist. When the waves are crashing over the boat or when the damn sun is shining and you're out on the dock catching a nice tan, you have to persist. It does not matter. Keep going. And finally, even when those waves are crashing, even when that sun's shining, just show a little gratitude. And even if you can only wake up in the morning and say, I'm grateful that I opened my two gifts this morning. I'm grateful that I got another breath of life. Then you're doing the right thing. If that's the only thing you can be grateful for, then you're doing a lot better than the rest of the population. So my friends, we're down a whole bunch of rabbit holes there. It was all over the map. Not my words. I've always said this. You know where I stand. My creator's words. That's all God. That's all. If you're not a religious person, that's okay. But I would not be where I am without my God. Period. And if you want to start to enjoy the walk, if you want to enjoy the day-to-day while there's flaming arrows coming across the battlefield at you left, right, and center, if you want to enjoy that day-to-day, I suggest you try and find that relationship. And it doesn't have to be the same as mine, but I suggest you try and find that relationship because then you'll realize that the man who loves walking will walk much further than the man who loves the destination. And that does it for my motivation minutes of the day. Hope that got you uh, juiced up, ready to go. Hope that uh, got me fired up. I got me water working over here. Woo-hoo! Hey, hold on. It got a little hot in here. Hold on. Come on. Woo-hoo! All right. Shake it out. Come on. Come on. Shake it out. Shake it out. All right. Ah. That gave you some inspiration, some motivation going on about your day. Um, and, and, and to anyone who wants to continue to question what I'm here for, I hope you're looking at my face and in my eyes right now. Keep questioning what I'm here for. And I'll keep throwing this message even harder keep questioning what i'm about go ahead i hope you hear me i hope you see me because i ain't going nowhere and this message is going to keep coming and to all of you that take the time to hang out with me every single day thank you (laughs) i haven't stopped to think about it but you guys mean the world to me allow me to show up every single day and permeate your airwaves your 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 video whatever with my dumb ass come on come on and i know relax relax i know i know i know i'm not the average b i know i'm not a dumbass, but sometimes i am a dumbass. so why not i just embrace it whatever we have fun but you guys mean the world to me showing up the likes the views the shares the retweets the comments everything in between i can't tell you how much i appreciate it I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart, and it allows me to just keep going every single damn day. So, hey, if you got a question, you got a con- concern, you got a something been burning, do not be afraid to hop in the comments. Do not be afraid to hop in the DMs, because guess what? Here's my face again. I ain't ever going to turn somebody aside. I'm never going to not comment back and forth with somebody just because they got five followers versus 500. As long as you're not being a troll and an asshole, I don't care. Because guess what? You're a human being and uh, you put your legs in your pants the same way I did this morning. So I don't think I got any legs to stand on as far as being better than you. But 
who am I? Maybe 50,000 followers does that. I, I don't know. I don't have those. Maybe, maybe that makes you better than everybody. I have no idea. Either way, my friends, I appreciate the hell out of you and uh, hope you keep coming around. So that officially does it for episode number 253 of the Talking the Line podcast on this absolutely beautiful Monday, April the 4th, 2021. Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers, far and wide for myself. You're humbled, honored, hyped, and always handicapping host Colton Cap'n Colt Soroka. I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by, hang out with me, get some picks, get some insights, laughs, motivation. Most importantly, dive into more rabbit holes than we can always keep track of together. From the bottom of my heart, I appreciate the hell out of each and every one of you. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, that notification bell, like, follow, yada, yada, yada. Share it with everybody in between so we can keep growing this TTL family and community. I will see you tomorrow, 10 a.m. Central. I think the executive decision has been made for the NL Special Edition, and then we'll follow it up on Wednesday with the AL Special Edition. I'll see you guys live in primetime, 10 a.m. for that. Uh, See you on the Bird app today or wherever the hell you might be uh, following me or finding me. I love all of you. Last but not least, have a spectacular rest of your Monday, unless you have any other plans. And as per usual, mis... Ticket cashing, compadres. Let's cash some tickets.